Hello and welcome to the No Hold Barred Witchcraft Podcast. I believe it's episode 107 and it's called Thelements. What's up with these fake elements, Chris? Is it like is it like these fake witches? Fake elements? Do they go hand in hand with fake witches? And crushed velvet? No, we're talking we're talking about tricking an element into behaving in a different way or forcing it to behave in a different way. That actually right. requires real skill rather than fake skill. So is this like elements in drag? <laughs> yes. So water dresses up as fire or something like that? Yes. I see. So the sort of things those Wiccans wouldn't realise has happened. They'd be totally fooled by the illusion. Okay. So the so... Wiccans are walking up to the drag queen and going, All right, love, want a party? So we're at some kind of, I don't know, awards ceremony, right, for acting and shit. And uh, someone wins an award. Who wins an award? Dame Judy Dench. She wins an award, right? And they call her name. And some geezer in a skirt, <laughs> somewhat unconvincing, walks up the stage and tries to accept the award on her behalf. Yes, yeah, I think that's what we're saying. talking about. Although I don't okay. think you're allowed to call a drag artist some geezer in a skirt. <laughs> Well, no, because it might be a woman dressing up as a man. Equally. Yeah. yeah, right, okay. But Dame Judy's a woman, and if it was drag, then it would be a man dressed up as Judy Dench, wouldn't it? Potentially, yes. Is there such a thing as double drag? Chris? You would know this, because you are you used to be, I don't know if you still are, but you used to be well up with all the GLBTB, EBGB alphabet stuff, weren't you? Right. Can yes. so is there a thing as a man doing drag dressed up as a woman that's dressed up as a man? Yes. You also is that get thing? you also get vice versa as well. You can get women who do drag because drag is a persona, it's got nothing to do with gender. Yeah. So yeah, because so, this isn't like a transgender or anything like this. This is more like costume and acting, isn't it? This is acting. Like a stage show, like a cabaret. Yeah. It's not it's not actual persona in that sense. It's a fabricated one. So an you dress up as a female person that is a parody of someone else. So, like, if there was a drag queen or a drag king or something like that that was famous, if you dressed up as them, technically you'd be dressing up as someone that's dressing up as someone else. Yes. Right? You'd and be parodying a parody. Parodying a parody. That is it. Parodying a parody. So, how is this relevant to felements, fake-ass elements? Because some of these drag queens can be quite convincing, I think. Very. No, you would not know. I watched this thing. It was a TV show. It was rather shit, 
but there wasn't really much on iPlayer at the time and I needed something that I kind of almost wanted to watch but didn't want to watch because otherwise it would distract me from doing my work and I like to have background noise on you know growing up in a house with 13 kids I need like constant noise because otherwise things feel like the end of the world apocalypse you know like them fucking left behind books my dad used to make me read um shout out to the dark pastor i'm sure she'd know what these left behind books are about i bet she's read them all at soul survivor or summer um but yes yeah, so take as elements getting an element to behave like another element now we've set homework to people before in order to do that but it's not about oh let's understand how something such as fire could behave in a liquid kind of watery form oh look lava it's not like that is it no we're not talking about where it actually exists we're mm. actually talking about one masquerading as another we're talking about fuckery aren't we yes we're all talking magical about fuckery, fuckery of the highest order yeah magical fuckery of the i wouldn't say highest order i would say uh in, intermediate level fuckery in, in natural magic it's probably a fairly high order probably but you know let's be fair <laughs> so if you wanted to do some magical fuckery we know that people think about the universe and its building blocks in the form of elements to try to categorize and we also know that elemental magic and by elemental magic we mean like the four classical elements not elemental as in your first love spell not like simple <laughs> as in elemental um but elemental magic is in that's your uh, system of magic i suppose you could say how would you mess about with someone's elemental structure of magic so if you've got someone that as they do like our our well i wouldn't say it's our friend our nemesis isn't really as too strong a term our um annoyance i was gonna say our go-to clown <laughs> lady <laughs> If she was to go and do some do. sort of ritual, she does like this elemental work, doesn't she? So she evokes the elements as some kind of protection, like casts a magical circle of protection and such. So when she's calling out them gnomes or calling out them elements and salamanders and all that shit, what if, Chris, we made the gnome dress up as a salamander and try to convince her that it's a salamander so the salamanders i think is it the gnomes are, are earthy Earth. and the Earth. salamanders would be fiery yeah yes earth and fire so what if when she called <laughs> earth the element of earth in whatever fucking direction she's decided to call whatever one on her whatever direction the compass on her iphones told her to point into um what if the gnome pops up but it is not a gnome no sorry they she's calling the the gnome element in earth in the quadrant of earth or whatever the fuck the corner because obviously circles have corners don't they <laughs> um what if a fire salamander shows up but it's wearing a gnome costume and it's dressed up as a gnome and it turns up in the earth quarter quarter earth section would lady snake notice or do you think she's not psychic enough do you think she's like the old lady that looks at someone and says 
are you a man or a woman? <laughs> like my nan used to do that when she went to hospital. When she was went to hospital, she'd go, I don't like that man over there. I don't like that man over there. I'm like, man, that's a woman. You're in the woman's ward. It's like, well, it's not here. It's like, oh my gosh, you can't say that. She says things so loudly as well, you know. It's like it's so embarrassing. Poor, poor person. You don't want to be basically on your deathbed, you know, an old person's ward and basically being called like <laughs> by the woman opposite like oh you're ugly you look like a man and you've got a beard you know <laughs> i mean you're going through cancer <laughs> that's enough surely <laughs> but anyway yeah lady snake would she to do, to do, to do. tell the difference between a genuine gnome and a salamander dressed up as a gnome i don't think she would and that's not dissing her amazing power Kind of is uh, that she clearly has um, over the Mars bar. <laughs> um, hey, that's is... level planetary magic, <laughs> the gobbler of planets, <laughs> Lady Snake. To do, to do, to do. Conquered Mars. You mean you went a Mars bar on the way? <laughs> yes, that's what I meant. And now I will conquer the entire galaxy. <laughs> it's one of those really big bars. <laughs> Is no match for Lady Snake. <laughs> the destroyer of galaxies. Um, so, yeah, so she, I don't think when she calls that she's looking for them to arrive. So this is one of my big issues with um, corner calling or what power calling is they don't wait for a response. Yes. Uh, you know, it's a, you know, I call the wa Watchtowers of the East, Power of whatever. They decide to put their... Um, is that kind of issue for me, is they don't wait for that torch to go on. The whole point of a Watchtower is that it's a lighthouse. So a torch should light in that space to say someone's in. Um so when you're working around those, working around that circle, you should be lighting those centres up, um, those corners need to be occupied. And obviously, I'm not convinced, bearing in mind she, you know, it might have been editing, but she didn't call all of them um, by name, which makes me think that she didn't know who lives in that watchtower. Um those air ones she <laughs> she didn't name she didn't name so maybe she doesn't know who's in that 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 watchtower there so <clears throat> i would think that she's not waiting for a call and response so bearing in mind that's the whole point of chanting aloud is that it is a call and response but the response should be coming from something etheric and it's not so when she's going around, she's going around in a rhythm that she must have, you know, I've I've checked the door three times is what she's doing. Um, going through the shopping list and checking that she's closed the door three times over. Um, habitually, rather than actually experiencing those centres lighting up. So, yes. So rather than just saying, 
the Mars bar in eating Destroyer of Galaxies isn't very good. I thought I'd give an explanation. Happy? That's very interesting explanation. Now, we don't know a huge amount about this person's practice. For those that don't know who Lady Snake is, we may have taken the piss out of her a little bit on the Fausty Witches YouTube show that you can watch in the Witchcraft Live Facebook group that's live every week, I think. Um, with basically a magical practitioner, a witch that was asked to go on a paranormal television show and do some kind of evocation, it was, or an invocation of a succubus. But she decided to evoke some elements, presumably for protection or to make something happen. I don't know, presumably. It's just what the book told her to do. Who knows? There is one thing that I would say is that Obviously, when it comes to elemental magic, people think about it in a different way. Different traditions and practitioners use them in different ways. She could have potentially been using it as like a calibration. So it's like on your marks, get set, go. So like you have things like the um, lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram, ceremonial magicians like that banishes. But then you also have things like the Celtic cross and that that is like an alignment thing yeah one could potentially it might sound or look like they're calling the elements but what it might be is potentially they're attuning themselves to that element so when they say i call upon this they're not actually trying to pull the energy in they're thinking kind of like on your marks get set go like i've been watching the commonwealth games and like i watched the um the swimming and they've got like that beep 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 where you've got uh, the first beep, you crouch down, the second beep, you put your legs in the stirrups, and the third beep, you kind of go, yeah? So kind of like you're attuning yourselves into these big energies that are surrounding it, because when people call ele energies and elements and stuff like that, like I think, from my perspective, I don't call on them, and I wouldn't call on them. What I'd be doing is I'd be thinking, well, from the elemental perspective, all things are created from the elements, Therefore, they're already here. One does not have to call them. They're here. You know, it's like calling oxygen into the room that you're in that's full of fucking oxygen, right? Um, so really what you're trying to do is, is attune yourself to that energy, to pick it out, to say, where's the earthy energy here? What's it doing? What's the airy element energy here? What's it doing? So it's like an attention thing. I'm tuning yeah. in, I'm reading the area. That would be how I would do it if I was forced to cast a Wiccan circle I wouldn't be pulling in energy I would just be trying to tune myself into and read the atmosphere so for me it's not like I'm pulling in this energy to make it do something I'm like what is going on in this area and what do I need to change mm -hmm. is the airy kind of element is something up with that does it need cleaning does it need a realignment is there an unbalance here because we look at these kind of rituals and they're supposed to look kind of balanced. I mean, there's a circle, there's four of them, they're all, you know, done in certain orders and stuff. Balance is important. Um, but no, I suppose going back to the original question, you don't think that if a elemental, so a personification energy stream, you know, if the energy of an element, the elemental force of fire decided for shits and giggles or maybe you forced it to pretend to be or appear as earth you don't think lady snake would know us no and my reason for that was exactly that is that the way in which she was calling them mm. i assumed it was the first kind 
not yeah. the not what you're talking about which yeah. is calibration yeah what i see that as um watchtowers in the traditional mm -hmm. sense which is uh, because she named them yes so the assumption that because she named them she was calling in somebody to represent those corners mm. um which was my assumption the bit that confused me was she didn't call all of them which that may have been yeah, which may have been editing yeah. um but it was just a case of well actually if she did call them she didn't wait for a response she assumed mm -hmm. they would arrive promptly did you get the impression checking did you get the impression watching her do it that she had any psychic ability because it does it's some it can require i think psychic ability in order to do that but at the same time you can have physical manifestations so if you do pull in or utilize and kind of jig up fire in a room or in an area then potentially the room can get hotter you can have physical manifestations or the candles might start going crazy you know so do you think that she did kind of like some bs evocation standard ritual but just couldn't sense what she was doing like she was playing um she what is that game that you used to play Cr crush bandicoot or something <laughs> crush bandicoot yeah. was she playing crash bandicoot on the nintendo with the television screen switched off yeah essentially she was pressing buttons and not waiting right. for or expecting a response so she thinks i know which buttons to press in the right order i'll go through the motions yeah okay so that but that's just looking at her in terms of practice mm. <clears throat> again we didn't we didn't see the whole ritual from start to yeah. finish we saw an edited part but ultimately the way in which she was addressing them um it was a long enough clip to go from one to the next for me to go you didn't wait for a response and you weren't necessarily didn't look like you were expecting one either which mm. says that either you weren't calibrating which is what you're talking about or that you weren't aware <clears throat> of the presence of those individuals it was more a i've learned to say these things at the start of casting um so for me if the if the gnomes were appearing as a salamander she wouldn't mm. know any different yeah. um so but you would hope that somebody who was actually adept at that and actually you know um third degree or something would actually be able to recognize that they were doing one of those two things. They were either calling in or they were calibrating mm. and that they should be able to tell the difference between those two um, and know that what those energies are, where they should be. Um, but then that would also assume that people adjust their, oh God, I'm going to say it now, compass mm. accordingly when they are somewhere else. So, you know, if you were to go and do, um, there are, you know, again, down to these two modes of thought that we're talking about, obviously it can be a lot more complicated than that. But if you are separating in the, into the two, um, you're either calibrating and accepting that they are there and it doesn't matter in which order or, or what direction you are calling, or there is the watchtower exp ex expression which truly done 
should represent those bodies in those places. So if suddenly you're somewhere different and that large body of water that you normally refer to as that particular watchtower is no longer there and is on the other side, so should your compass turn in mm. order to represent that's where you are because that part is about expressing where you are in the world and calling in your backup from that that direction that they exist in uh, and having that awareness of where that is um rather than just saying you know water is always in the west or whatever so let's make some assumptions so we can carry on with the conversation so let's assume that this lady's name was trying to call on like an evocation so they she was trying to evoke and pull in a elemental from each of the four classical elements so she was trying to call upon and pull in a sentient elemental spirit so let's just assume that now why does she want to do that i'm presuming that it is a case if she's it's a beginning of a ritual she wants energy you know like when you go off to las vegas you need currency in order to pay your way go and do the gambling go and do what you went there to do pay for the hotel room and stuff so with this with the ritual she's going to be expending energy she's going to be doing something magical therefore she wants to pull in some currency some magic to start with so if she's pulling those elements in she understands elements presumably otherwise she's why wouldn't she just pull something else in? I mean, why wouldn't she just have a look what's in the room and just use what's already there, you know? Um, I'm going to presume that, well, because she would see it as elements are there everywhere, she's just going to do a generic energy boost, you know, at the start of a ritual. So if she's doing that, how do you think, or how would you describe to a beginner that she is able to do that? So why is it? that when she just says earth gnomes come to me that that actually happens or doesn't it happen i don't know i mean you could take the piss out of her and say well nothing's fucking happening love but you know yeah well the expectation would be that this is a practiced individual who has built a response and a relationship with those individuals mm. um obviously from our point of view you could argue uh, that all the elements are present in the candle she lit. Yeah. Um, so actually she didn't need to call any because they were all available. Mm. Um, you'd physically got them present. Um, so all you were doing was activating and calibrating what's what's already there. Um, I didn't get the impression that that's what she was doing, hence why I've yeah. laid it pretty thick about the fact that she's actually expecting them to turn up. Um mm which would say she either has an exist or at least should have a, a working relationship with these spirits in order to, because that's where my argument normally when it comes to the ceremonial magicians is where we're talking about, oh, well, you've just called Samuel in. Um, so I'm expecting you either know Samuel or he's expecting to be called in. Um, mm. Otherwise, you're just shouting somebody's name in as a, an empty threat, which is mm. what we talked about before. Um, yeah. bearing in mind she was about to do what she considered to be a dark setter um, 
I'm assuming she was calling these in for protection to hold hold their quarters. In which case, you would expect that she's wanting them to turn up. So they're the cavalry. Is that what you're saying? Because she calls. Um, she has some some. Because she said, "God and goddess protect Lady Snake" or something like that, didn't she? So yeah. she had a little altar set up, and she was cowering next to it at one point during the ritual, practically scared to death. Um, so they were presumably there to to do the like big work as our bodyguards. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I don't really know. I'm not a Wiccan, um, <laughs> but the idea that, that she's calling upon these or pulling in these energy forces, what I'm interested in is you've done the call and response thing. So it's kind of like if she puts enough effort and work in time and time again, it's literally like, oh, the phone's ringing. The caller ID says is Lady Snake. She's a friend. I'll show up. Right. Yes. What we would argue is that why would you call your friend up if they're already in the room because of the elements already around them? But what you would do, I'll give you, if the person's in the room, they're over the other side of the room or they're not paying attention to you, you would say, oi, you. You know, you'd say the person's name, you'd say, lady snake, lady snake. You know, so I can understand that. here. <laughs> From a logical perspective, I can understand getting someone or something's attention if it's already in the room, right? This is where it gets interesting. We'll have to go into it in more detail on the extended edition of this on the Hoth Witchcraft Patreon. But we as nasty witches on occasion, we like to fuck with people, generally speaking, fuck with people to teach them a lesson. So it may be rude, immoral, unethical, but who cares? If you were to test Lady Snake, you could think of a multitude of different tests for her, but one of the amusing ones, given that she's doing an elemental ritual, would potentially be to mess about with the elements in some way, shape or form. So there's a couple of things you could potentially do, and on the extended edition, I'd like to go into how you personally would go about doing each one, or which one you would choose as personal preference. But the first thing you could do is, when she calls on the salamanders, them just not fucking show up. So you've blocked that energy from being present in the ritual. That would be the first thing. Caller ID block, right? So that would be interesting to see if she would be able to overcome that. It would also be interesting to see whether she'd even fucking notice. Because if you have got a little bit of a buzz with your earth and your air and your water, but then there's no fire where the fuck is the fire. It just didn't show up or is very flat. That seems very strange. Well, Chris has put out, you snuffed out your flame, Lady Snake you know, potentially. Second one would be where she calls the energy forms in and expects them to be, like as a placeholder, you fuck about with it and move them about. So when she's calling one element, another one shows up. He's not necessarily pretending to be that another element or behaving like another one, but first... Just changing the caller ID. He's calling it into the candle flame that is in the, you know, in one direction of the room or in one corner of the room. But actually, when it turns up, it's behind her in the other corner. That would be amusing. See if she notices that. The third thing, because three is a magic number, is that when she does pull up the energy or tries to pull it in, is that you do actually somehow make them all pretend to be each other. So when she calls fire like we said, it turns up pretending to be Earth. Now, 
some people wouldn't be able to get their heads around that but you are dealing with spirits so is it your idea of how sentient elemental energy is because an elemental is kind of like the spirit equivalent of a specific element isn't it so there's to a certain extent some form of intelligence but also it acts a certain way it behaves and manifests a certain way so what would before we go into the extended edition which one of those three would you pick or is there a four that you pick the fuck about with our lady snake i would probably <laughs> because it would be the i would see it the easiest way to do it mm. would be to get four air spirits oh to pretend to be the four oh. rather than going you're all gonna swap places that just seems like more work right Whereas to me it would be like okay well she's gonna call in cardinals because she can't help herself she's wiccan um so cardinal wins could turn up and all pretend to be somebody else because one they'd enjoy it or at least that's my experience <laughs> of them yeah yeah um let's let's just say my experience of air spirits don't really care for gender um <sighs> so you know it would to me that wouldn't be a problem um secondly I think that would require less work and coordination than trying to get all the elements to swap places. Um, but yes, so typical me, you give me two options and I, I give you a third. Um, I gave you three options, you gave a fourth. Now they've got four <laughs> options. It's brilliant. <laughs> Right, that's it for this edition of the No Hosbar Witchcraft podcast. If you want to listen to what we're talking about next, this extended edition, which goes on for at least another half an hour, get on the Thoth Witchcraft Patreon, which is where we are now. We find ourselves past the what you call watershed, I Fresh think. Yeah. So, our friend Lady Snake, so let's go with your approach. So, how do you do that? Is that something you're doing as she's pulling in the ritual? Is this some kind of contract you've got with air elements? What What's going on? So say we're going to show up to a paranormal investigation. We know Lady Snake is a one-trick pony and only really does one thing. We know at some point during the evening at Woodchester Mansion, she is going to do some kind of elemental evocation. Now, do you plan ahead or do you just do some magic there and then? Well, the normal me would be just do something there and then, but um, for the for the benefit of the listeners, um, we'll we'll pretend I plan in advance. Um, so yeah, so mine would probably involve a conversation with said spirits that go, "I want you to take notice of this individual. I know she's shit, um, but it'll be hilarious if you pay attention to her." And I'll say, you know, I really want you every time that she calls the corners in, I want you lot to turn up. Um, so like me. You, yeah. You go, <laughs> they just blow up and just fuck everything up. You'll know it'll be a laugh. Let's let's do this. Um, and I would quite easily, because to me, watching her work, um, I would be pretty comfortable in saying she's not getting any response from anybody else. So yeah. it's not like they've got to push somebody else out. Obviously, if you're right. 
dealing with a third degree initiate that we would hope would know and be able to sense what those are, you're then asking to push out friends of hers, mm. which is a different situation. Blow on um, the way, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So it's storming, push the others out of the way um, and have a whale of a time. So because at that point you're talking about impersonation, which is slightly more complex where they need to be convincing if that person actually knows what these entities that she's they're used to calling look and feel like so that's a more convincing that needs to be a more convincing con um than the the original one with lady snake to do to do um is just getting someone that is inept to actually pull pull power for the first time mm. um that would be a lot of work really to ask of them just for shits and gigs other than the fact that you would expect them to play havoc at the manor all night long just for fun um which is you know far more me um it would it wouldn't be enough to just mess up that ritual it'd have to be you know let's ruin her our entire evening um right okay now if you wanted to ruin her entire practice and probably lie how would you go about making sure that whenever she does any form of elemental magic the only thing that turns up is these four little air elementals well that that inquiry would in general uh, require strike some kind of faustian deal right so um, that's quite basis that would be would contract be basis, or would you just attach elements to her that are just constantly there that follow her around i probably would but that's just because i is the faustiest witch so <laughs> um otherwise yes the easiest way for somebody else to do that would be to strike some kind of bargain um to follow her around I don't think those particular spirits would like you very much afterwards. No, but it's After only for one lifetime, and it's not internally. I mean, she's yeah. got type 2 diabetes, for fuck's sake. How long do you think she's going to last? Yeah, but still, that's got to be one boring job, hasn't it? That's well, like... They, they entertain themselves, don't they? They so, whisper yeah. in their ear. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear something? No, Lady Snake, you hear nothing. You hear nothing. <laughs> so, she yes. She's going the loony bin within a week, I reckon. <laughs> I reckon so. Because they'd get bored, you know? To me, to me, air spirits are those typical ADHD kids. They're just running around messing with everything. Yeah. It would be bloody hilarious, though. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. It would be hilarious. Um. Okay, so this is interesting. So my approach is that, like, I like to teach a lesson, so I don't want to just mess about with her for the sake of it. I want her to be better, you know. If they can't be better, then you force them to be better, don't you? Or at least we do. Um, <laughs> of a teaching philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's calling in the elements. I would want... I would want... I would. I feel like it would be a bit of a party it would be a bit of fun so like there was this game you used to play like when you had kids parties it was called musical fucking chairs 
when the music goes everyone dance around and when the music stops everyone needs a position what i'd want is i'd just want the elements to be constantly transmutating transmuting <laughs> mutating i want a lot of transmutation right going on okay so i'd want like one to show up and then i'd want them to almost like those lights like the lights which they change like one minute is red, one minute is blue, all that. I want them all to be in a state of flux, but just fucking constantly. But because it's me and I'm mercurial, it needs to be a perfectly fucking balanced flux. So all of the elements need to be there, but on some sort of quantum level, like when you look at something, it affects it. Every time she goes to look at where the earth element is, whether it's there or not, if it is, it fucking moves. <laughs> So she can never lock on to the right element, but they are all there. It's kind of like when you have something in the corner of your eye and you look and there's nothing there because it's moved somewhere else, you know. That's what I would want. I think she'd always successfully be able to call the elements, but she'd never be able to look at them or you know, that kind of thing. Um, but I'm a bit of a sick individual. But if she was that person, imagine we did that. Imagine we did that via contract yeah so we didn't do any high level magic it was just via contract with the some earth uh, with some elemental spirit how would she as let's call her a beginner because she basically is as a beginner how would she get over that how would she fix that if she was to pop in as they do right to one of our psychic friends and say you, you you're you're we're trying you out i've got this one problem you know, this has happened before. I've got this one problem. I call the elements and they're there, but I can never see them. And every time I get the I get the impression that I'm calling one, at, but it's behind me. And I look behind me and then I feel like it's in another place. I've had that ever since I went on this paranormal investigation evening at Woodchester Mansion. It's freaked me the fuck out. What do you recommend? How do I fix this? Oh, great one. You know? Yes. Well, the, in order for that to happen, she'd either have needed been told by someone that was psychically adept or um, that she upgraded her own psychic ability so that she actually knew there was a problem. Um, okay. Because, again, I would say that her interaction with the elements is so base level that she wouldn't be aware. She would just know that her spells aren't working. <laughs> Um, whereas they did before, so I imagine she would be coming going, um, Chris, Liam, um, none of my spells work anymore in the way that I planned them. Um, and then you'd, you'd no doubtedly, um, get her to explain how a spell went wrong and okay, how the spells work, love. Come on, diagnose, <laughs> diagnose the broken spell. And then kind of going, oh, okay, well, those look like you've got an alignment problem there, love. Mm. Let's um, let's talk about how you can fix that. So, yeah, I would so the... actually say, in my crystal ball, I'm getting an impression that you've been, here's a new hashtag, Chris, you've been hashtag, hashtag, fasted. <laughs> <laughs> By the fastest witch of them all. <laughs> but then that one takes off. We get accused yeah. of spelling spellcrafting and witching on people all the time i can't wait for people to start being accusing us or saying or referring to themselves as being hashtag fasted because it's got <laughs> negative consultation con, consult, consultation uh 
negative vibes of an unsavoury variety. <laughs> I do like that. I feel like that should be a new kind of witch wars. What? Being fasted? Is it? It's like the children's TV show where you get gunked, where they put all the. the no, gunk. I was. I was thinking more. What's that show that had Ashton Kutcher in? Where they'd film the prank. Jackass. No. There was one. There was one where I can't think what it was, and they'd she'd um, he'd turn up where they'd played a prank on somebody and they'd have recorded the whole thing and then he'd come in and say you know you've been fausted um, oh right okay punked is it you've punked, been punked there or you something go. like that yeah punked. oh right okay okay i feel like it would be a soft witchcraft.com um punked reality right. tv show hmm where you've been filming them for three weeks, fucking up all their spells, and then you come in and go, ha you've been fausted. <laughs> and then you'd, show, you'd show what we did. <laughs> Obviously, we'd have yeah. to do it all as low magic so people could actually be filming it. But, you know, <laughs> look, it would be fun yeah, enough. Snob. Come on. There's beginner for listening to this. Don't be a magical snob. <laughs> You know how much I hate the word low magic, but the... Um, you use it yeah. so frequently to describe other people's work, though, Chris. Why is that? Because they understand the words. <laughs> so I use the words that, the you know, know your audience, Liam. Use the yeah. words they understand. Um, which is totally not the tagline to this show. Because um, <laughs> we say all sorts of shit and don't explain ourselves. Um, what was the question, Liam? I've lost track. I can't even remember what the fucking question is now. She shows up, right? Because a lot of them do, don't they? When we've been in psychic careers, they said, oh, this spirit or spirit of God, goddess, whatever, has told me to come and speak to you two specifically. So she rocks up in her crushed velvet. Maybe she's got a snake. You know, she's brought to the local psychic fair. Obviously, she she crown on. Obviously, she works there because at any psychic fair, the people that work at the psychic fair, the psychics are the people most in need of an actual real witch's help, as we all know. If I haven't learned anything from doing psychic fairs for years, it's been that the people that fucking work there, dishing out the advice, reading the cards and your fortune and stuff, they're the ones that really need the fucking <laughs> magical help. So she rocks up and she says, uh, you know, uh, the God of Goddess told me. I was walking and I saw you two sat here and the God and Goddess, they just spoke to me and they said, those guys, those are the ones that will save you. So I just need to tell you that. I know you think I'm weird, but I just need to tell you that. My name is Lady Snake and I'm a third degree of Gardenarian witchcraft. Okay. I didn't just read a book. I was initiated. I got slapped on the ass. By Gardner himself. Or whatever the fuck it was. It was a scrubbing bush because they forgot that it was a scrubbing brush because they forgot to bring the, the little whip scourge, whatever they call it. Someone whoever was nominated to keep that one. Like you have to get nominated. Did you ever have a class hamster at school? <laughs> you get nominated to keep the hamster for a week now. Right, okay. Just our school then. Yeah, the the Wiccan coven, I presume they get nominated to, you know, 
keep the magical artifacts. I'm guessing, I don't know, never been in one. But let's assume that whoever did bring, <laughs> was supposed to bring the little whip for initiation, didn't, so they had to use a, I don't know, a toilet brush or something. She got spanked on the ass with it. She's a fully fledged third degree initiate. She can initiate people. She speaks to the God and Goddess. God and Goddess has told her to come and see us at the Psychic Fair. What Psychic Fair? Well, the Great Travelling Psychic and Holistic Fair, of course. Which if you're in the UK and that is on, you still need to come and meet us with that. Um, so she sat, sits at her rather large bottom down on one of our collapsible foldable chairs. It creaks a little. We look a little bit shocked, not just because, well, that's coming sat down, but we think, fuck, do these IKEA chairs, are they designed to hold that weight? You shuffle the cards, Chris, to work out whether we are going to get sued because the, the chair is going to collapse. She gets a bit like, oh, a pre-reading, a pre-reading, I'll get into know my energy. You think, no, no, love. I just want to work out whether uh, we might need to get the St. John's Ambulance kids to come along and <laughs> Help or increase our public liability to because that's a problem if she was the fool she'd roll you know she would and if she was a roll she'd roll into someone else's stall like that one remember we had it on a spell the one that sold all of those what was it fucking fairy wings or something like that that yeah. was opposite us anyway she sat down she said look she's given us our story her story she said please help me please help me and then you can take the lead because you are a little bit better with dealing with the new agers and such than I am. That is the contract, yes. That is that is the agreement that we had when we did those fairs. Well, the first thing obviously we'd have to do is flatter her, wouldn't we? Be like, oh, aren't you the one off those shows? Is that like Red Riding Hood? Is that a compliment? I don't know. Oh my, what big eyes you have. Yes, I haven't, haven't I seen you on Ghost Adventures? Oh yes, okay. You would say, I swear I've seen you on the telly box. Yep, and then they'd be like, yes, darling. I've done Ghost Adventures twice. I did it once at the Ramin, Ancient Ramin. I did it another time at Hellfire Caves. Wonderful it was. Although it was a little scary. But anyway, I have this here problem that I need your help with. Whatever, oh, what do I do? I've tried playing and writing petitions to the god and goddess, but they don't seem to be helping me. All I get is every time I burn my candle petition, some sort of magical canned laughter appears. Oh, okay. Well, I thought it would have said something She'd have said, I've got, I seem to get an answer phone message that says, please leave your name and number after the beep. We hope to get back to you <laughs> um, when we can be asked. Because that's, if if it is the dark goddess that we both know well, that's exactly what Hikato would have done. <laughs> if it was the dark goddess that perhaps we would know, I think that she wouldn't be having the candle after manifestation. She'd be one of those people that constantly gets all of these, like, um, what is it, cremation directs. <laughs> she'd get all of these, like, cremation by post, you know, over sun life over 50 plants, all of this, like, shit, which is, like, obviously making, the universe is making apparent you probably need to get your affairs in order because you're going to pop your clogs soon. Or Birkenstocks. 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, so she sat down. At this point, she's a little teary-eyed, Chris. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. She's a little teary-eyed. She's a little bit destroyed. She said, "Oh, please, please, fastest witch of them all. Oh, please help me." And I would spend fifteen minutes trying not to cackle. Right. Okay. So we'll just say you've got allergies or something. Yes. We're okay. Are you going to give her any actual advice? Are you going to sell her a charm bag? Are you going to do a cleansing? You're going to wash her feet like Jesus or something? No, I don't touch people's feet, and they definitely pay a lot more than a free consultation, Liam. Um, are you going to give her a free consultation, or are you going to make her pay? I would let I'd let her have a free consultation. I think my conscience would require it at the very least. Okay. Um, so what advice would you give them? So, well, she would have to go through a process of figuring out exactly what's going on. So I'm not going to just give her the answer. Come on, she's got to do some of the work. It is a free consultation after all. Yeah. Um, and if she manages to get to the point where she says, oh, you know, it might be a spirit that's working against me, then I'd go give her some advice about how to contact said spirit and see if she can pay them off. Okay, so this is interesting because if it was me, because I, you know, I quite like my shits and giggles, I would say, okay, so you're having a problem with the elements. Do a magic elemental circle right here, right now. We'll watch, <laughs> as well as everyone, because they're always open plan, these like psychic friends, yeah. aren't they? We'll all watch and we'll tell you where you're going wrong, love. Right? <laughs> She'll look a little bit, the jaw might drop a little bit. And then we'll say, look, you don't have to get up out of the chair and wander about with your afame daggery thing, you know, those little blunt paperweights that they use for opening letters, although letter opening knives are normally quite sharp. Hers isn't. Um, so you say, look, we're sat around a little table. Evoke the elements here around this table. Look, it's not, it's octagonal, it's not quite circular, but oct octagonal, you know, our little octagonal our octagonal consultation table with all the things carved in it and that I think is, in, is circular enough to make her feel somewhat at home isn't it I would say we've never had a problem with a Wiccan around it before they've always been comfortable despite I leave with some good feng shui yeah so we say okay summon the elements here so she starts a summoning them and then what happens well the air elements will pop up so what do you do then i'll be like hi guys would you talk to the elements do you i'd probably do some fist them? some fist bumps you do give little uh, energetic airy fist bumps do you yeah okay right so you've done that very professional chris if yeah. she's not psychic enough to see i suppose it doesn't matter does it exactly what do you do next? What do you tell her? Do you break the bad news and say you've been fasted or what? Does Aston <laughs> Kutcher come in? Aston Kutcher comes in and uh, no, he's a bit old now. We'd have to use somebody far more attractive. Right. So who would, if we were going to do this fasty punked series, who would you want to be as the guy or girl or whatever in between to come in and say you've been fasted? I think I'd want, is it, uh, I'd want 
uh, Noel Noel Fieldings, is it? You want Noel Fielding to come back? I tell you what, for some strange reason, I can actually imagine him that happening. Like, he's the sort of person that would just go and do something like that, yeah. It would be very creepy and weird. But that is, he is a very creepy, weird guy. So Noel Fielding comes up and says, I think you've been fasted. (laughs) (laughs) And then just fucks off. And then the moon starts dancing. (laughs) <laughs> right, I didn't realise the budget was this big. I mean, I know it's a fancy fat psychic fair, but Dancing Moon? Come on, I thought the big purple eye at the beginning was bad enough. <laughs> but yeah, so my, my thoughts would be that we explain, it would have to be a case of explaining, because un- unless she was able to point it out that it was directly us, then I don't really feel like, you know, I unless she's paying me, I'm not going to tell her what that problem is. So. <clears throat> That's really unethical. So you can't no, tell it's them. Not. They come to you for help and you don't tell them that it was you all along. Not for a free consultation, no. Yeah, they've got to pay for that. Okay, okay fair they enough. They pay for that answer. They get the free level of answer. The free level of answer is somebody's fucking with you, love. Um, you need to go and sort that out. Okay. And I've got no problem saying... You know, you've got some spirit spirit problems there, love. Mm. Maybe you should look into that. And then, if she was smart enough to ask questions, oh, oh how 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 do you feel? Uh, how how do you think I should be doing that? And so, well, one kind of where's your psychic ability at? Because you're going to need to be able to have those kind of conversations to figure this out, or. Hmm. For £60 an hour, we'll deal with it for you. And I'll sell her one of those weak, weak ones like the hoodoo practitioners does. But but you see, like, this is a legitimate thing now, right? Because we've had people at psychic fairs be really shit scared of this. And they've said, if anyone paid you to do a spell on me, would you do it? and not tell me so because we've had people come up that think they're legitimately cursed and stuff like that and like they want to know they're like am i cursed i think i'm cursed if i am cursed can you tell who it is and if it is is it someone you know and if it was someone you know would you tell me and if it was you would you tell me and if my husband my ex-husband who i fucking hate paid you to cast a spell on me after this consultation that i had for free today would you do it or are you more loyal to me because i've met you and if you've got two people like say she came in in the morning and wanted work done on him and he came in in the afternoon and wanted work done on her would you do it like we get questions like that constantly because people are so fucking scared <laughs> i do both spells right okay <laughs> well we know that and make sure they both get fucked up because i'd make sure my spells don't interact bearing, with one another bearing, bearing in mind the first person comes in and it's the wife yeah she pays you to do some one of those spells that there's all really popular. She wants you to make her husband's dick not work for anything but anyone but her. It's very popular amongst housewives, yeah? Yeah, it's uh, one of my favourites. that. She pays you to do that, right? And then he comes in later on and he says, I'm having some issues with the little guy downstairs. And I think, I don't know what it is, 
But one of the readers over there, Psychic Sally, she told me that there's magic afoot and that my wife has done this to me using some sort of creepy witchcraft. And I noticed that you run like a witchcraft stall at this psychic bear. So I'm asking you, can you do anything? What would you say to that? Well, my first one would be, I wouldn't be able to resist saying, you know, stop sticking it in the post woman then, um, would be my first response. And then it's a case of... Oh, that's... that's I, it. That's not very good. I mean, the counsellors and that would, psychotherapists would say you shouldn't be judging other people's lifestyles, Chris. I can judge all I like. They wanted to, they wanted to go and speak to a fucking Carl Jungian psychotherapist. And they would go and speak to one. They came for a witch. The witch says, "Okay, um, you're a dick. What? What are? You, what? Are you, how are you wanting me to fix this? Because my thoughts would be." Well, the easiest thing is you need to go and start having better sex with your wife. Um, because uh, that was the terms of the the first spell. He doesn't need to know that. Um, so you wouldn't tell him, oh, yeah, by the way, your wife came in earlier. And, no. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm a professional. Client, client privilege. Confidentiality. Um, I mean, you can't tell them about each other. That would be right. wrong. That would be unethical, Liam. Okay. What's definitely so ethical say, is taking money from both of them and screwing both of them. <laughs> so you say, okay, so you say, yes, you're under the influence of magic. I will fix that out for a nominal fee. Is that what you're saying? No. I say, how would you like, what do you think the problem is, love? How do you think we should fix it? Well, the, the psychic side over there, she said, I'm under the influence of some spell. I want you to like do some sort of reversal or whatever it is you wish is still. Hmm. Then, me. then it'd be a case of going well okay well for for a reversal i'll charge this um or a cheaper option because obviously the cheaper option would be more fun is we'll find a way a loophole around it what so we can only fuck on a full moon or something yes so you wouldn't just wouldn't he, say he becomes more attracted to his wife and therefore fixes the does the right thing for the first one because the first one said you can have great sex as long as it's with me so it makes more sense for you to re-attract him back to his missus rather than stick it in the post woman because the missus wants a good art shag right it's been a while she knows there's something going on she knows he's been having an affair presumably with the post woman by the seems <laughs> of it um, I would I would just bind the spell, so tie the spell that is already in existence to him needing to have sex with his wife for a month. So he needs to go or go home, fuck the life out of her for a month, so that she feels oh we're all back together again, it's all happy, and then I would say like that's it, right? So the, her spell's undone. His spell is not affected anymore. They started shagging again, so they're all right, right? That's what I personally probably do then. But this is interesting. Oh, you're for different people, aren't we? You're so one of those that wants repeat business. Okay. No, I'm, I don't want repeat I'm business. One of, I'm one of these that wants to make it work as long as forever until they come back for me to undo it. <laughs> so you're doing it all like hoodoo style. <laughs> Because they're the repeat business like people, aren't they? They <laughs> love it. No, yours is the yours is the no, well, I'm not, repeat I'm business. Not, no. 
Because here it runs out in a month and then you no, come no, back no, in a month no, to set no, it up no. again. No, no. He's shagging around. She wants sex with him and she suspects and thinks he's shagging around. She does a spell or I help her do a spell or do a spell for her to make it not work. He comes to me and says, it's not working. What can I do? I say, have sex with your wife. Start having sex with your wife. After a month, the spell gets broken like some sort of next level Disney shit. That would make a very good <laughs> Disney film, I think. <laughs> it's not quite where they are at the moment, but I think it's where Disney should definitely be going in the future. <laughs> um, because that way he's shagging his wife again and they're both kind of happy. And at that point, like if they can't make that marriage work and stuff like that, he starts playing away again. Like that's not my responsibility. And she didn't approach me with that. She just, she didn't want him she didn't want me to get him to love her she wanted me to get revenge and make his dick not work which i did for a limited time right so i'm happy with my perspective and how i dealt with it but this is one of the things i wanted to illustrate was the fact that we're both different people so although we would still be doing a consultation or do consultations and even work for the same company and that in the same like if we would approach that differently wouldn't we hmm. I'd be oh. fascinated to know what we would do as a team because we've done joint consultations with this. I don't know where we would go with that. Well, I think we'd make it sporting and I'd take the wife and you take the husband and we'd right. see whose spells work best. Okay, so that's just, that's literally, that would be like table golf where you... Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. That would be, that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. But, like, if you get violent with table golf, the little figurines snap and break, and that's potentially unethical to deal with paying clients, no? But they're just mundane to you, aren't they? So it doesn't affect them for more than one life, so why does it matter, Liam? Lower forms of life than ants, I believe you've said in the past, these mundanes. Never. Ants are very intelligent. Exactly. You care about more ants more than fucking than mundanes. They're more useful. <laughs> right. I think that is that. I don't know where we went with this, but that has been it for this episode <laughs> of No Horsebard Witchcraft Podcast. If you, listeners, would like to pose to us any ethical questions and get both our takes on your ethical questions, then by all means, give us a message or put something in the comments or something like that. Because you could literally say, what if this client wanted this? What if this client wanted that? You know, you could say that and we would both answer as to how we would probably deal with it and have a discussion. That could be an interesting podcast episode. Um, but there we go. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>